0: All right. Well, my name is Marcus Fife, and I'm the worship pastor here at Polaris, kind of in charge of the music and worship side of things and some other stuff. Uh, And today I also get to share the message with you, so I am glad to do that today. Got a lot to cover, so I'm going to jump right in. So we've been talking about five habits to help you make a difference in the lives of the people around you and uh, the lives of people in need. Uh, And as a byproduct of, of those habits, you'll also make a difference in your own life. And the fourth habit that we're going to talk about today is the act of blessing other people with the things that you have been blessed with. Like, like that video that we just saw, Robert Downey Jr., who I'm convinced is like as cool as the actual Iron Man now. That was, that's awesome. He saw a need, uh, and he was blessed with some stuff. And this guy, Albert, was blessed with some technical ability. They came together together. And they used what they were blessed with, their skills, their talents, their um, fame, I guess, and, and came together and blessed that kid in the video. Wasn't that awesome? That was like an Iron Man arm. Just, it's so cool to see that. They're basically living out what we're talking about today, blessing people with what you have been blessed with. So let me ask you, what is your gift what is your blessing? What is the one thing that you're best at? Because there's certain skills and abilities that people have that are unique and not a lot of other people can do them. And really try to think about like the full range of ways to bless people because there are so many of them. And now comes the part of the sermon where I embarrass a whole bunch of people because I know a lot of you here uh, use your blessings to bless other people. I, I think about uh, people like Tony Matina, who helps with our computer stuff and our Wi-Fi stuff. Uh, you can ask just about anybody who works here. I was pulling my hair out. I was kind of like the go-to tech guy at Polaris for a while. That didn't. I I couldn't do it. I just I don't have the patience. I'm sure you can relate. Uh, but Tony came in and just kind of knocked it out of the park, uh, helping our uh, internet network to, get fig- to figure that out. And now we're able to use that network uh, to bless kids uh, during the preschool classes and during church. Uh, they get to use really cool to- tools and, and technology uh, to teach kids. And Tony used his uh, blessing of technology knowledge To bless us uh, and to help us to be able to do that. I also think of people like Sandy Jenkins. Sandy is just the sweetest person ever. She has this encouraging spirit. Whenever you're talking to her, she just, your heart's at ease and and she speaks these uh, wonderful truths to you and she's just encouraging. And she uses that gift of encouragement to bless the people in downtown Cleveland and in Akron. Uh, She visits them uh, very often on Sundays, and she'll take some people from Polaris uh, to those different places in Cleveland and in Akron, and she'll minister and and feed and bless uh, the people living on the streets there. I think about... Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So yeah, I told you we'd embarrass people. (laughs) I think about... uh, uh, people like Phil Beck, uh, Gene Smith, uh, Mark Skosik, uh let's see here, Jim Campbell. When we moved into this building, uh, there was a lot to do. Uh, and those guys came in and just really helped out with, with their technical ability. Uh, we got an awesome sound system installed. We got that giant screen installed. And I can say that a NASA mechanic engineered that, over-engineered that. That thing ain't going anywhere. Like that's, you know, they used uh, their blessing of knowledge and technical ability uh, to bless us. And we we that transition was so smooth. There's no way we could have done it without them. And I, I also think of people like Tamara Swanson. She uses her passion to help kids. And she works with the Christian Children's Home of Ohio. And she helps the kids there who have gone through horrible, horrible things. She helps them find value and love in God. And, and she shows them that value and love. So there are great things that you can do with the gifts that God has given you. So just, just think about it. What is the thing that you're best at that you can use to bless other people? Because there's needs out there. And God is calling you to bless People with the blessings that you have. Now, if you heard me ask, uh, "What's your blessing?" and you immediately knew this is my talent, this is the thing that I can do, this is the thing that I'm best at. If you knew it immediately, chances are uh, you you can do that thing without even thinking about it. Like it's kind of like throwing with your dominant hand or doing something with your dominant hand. If you've got a cannon for an arm and you can throw a perfect spiral, or if you can paint a really cool picture, really really nice picture, uh, anything like that, if you had that ability, chances are if somebody asked you, how'd you do that? You'd probably say, I I don't know. It's just kind of like second nature now. I just do it. But if you had to teach somebody else how to do it, you'd really have to stop and think about it. So I teach guitar lessons, and one of my students uh, the way the guitar lessons work with him is we'll be teaching and, and playing, and he'll just watch me play and he'll be like, Wait, 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 what were you doing right there? How, how are you playing that? Or how are you getting that tone? And, and I, uh, like, the first time he did it, I was like, I, I don't know. So I had to, like, stop and think about what I was doing. Um, and one of the things that I'll do when I'm teaching lessons, if one of my students is getting really discouraged with their progress or something, I'll switch from playing to my dominant hand where I don't really. Like the muscle memory is there, I don't really think about it. I'll switch to my non-dominant hand, my left hand, and I'll start playing that way. And the cool factor just goes right out the window. It's it's really funny. I'll show you. So I mean, I, and I really have to think about it. Like I'm playing with my non-dominant hand, and it just kind of by now it kind of comes natural. But now here's where it gets really fun. I'm really, really thinking right now. Keep that in mind. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is going to be bad. No, no. Okay, here comes the G chord. And then the D chord. Nope, that's not it. Oh, come on. I ain't going to hit it. That's not, that's not happening. So the thing is, I was really thinking hard. I was really thinking about what I was doing. And so I'll ask the question, what is the thing that you're so good at that you have to think about it in order to teach it? You're so unconsciously competent at that thing that you have to be consciously competent at it. Like you have to really think in order to give that to somebody else. Because if you're going to be blessed to be a blessing, you have to think about what you're doing in order for it to have meaning, and as we'll see going forward, if you instead of mindlessly go about like a robot, just kind of blessing people, just kind of like because you need to or or whatever, just doing it kind of um, not thinking about it, but if you actually if you're mindful about it, if if you think about what you're doing while you're blessing people, if you keep God in the center of that process, He gets the glory. If you stop and you think about what you're doing as you bless people and you make God the center of that, he gets the glory. And God has to be the motivation. Like That's hugely important when we're blessing people with what we have been blessed with. Now, there's this principle in Scripture uh, when God, uh, and God says that he uses small things to do huge things. He uses us, imperfect people, to do amazing things. And the reason he does this is because he wants people to know that it wasn't you or me doing the thing. It was God doing the thing through you. It was God shining through you. Let's take a look at this first scripture up here. It's in Matthew. And it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And notice that right there. It doesn't say that they may see your good deeds and be like, wow, that was awesome, man. Can I have your autograph? It actually says that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, God wants people to look at you and see the light of God shining through you, so that they don't just see you for the nice person that you are, but they actually see power. They see something supernatural in you that's not really you, it's God. So, every once in a while, I'll be at work, and I'll be having kind of like an emo Marcus moment, I'll be kind of bummed out about something, whatever. Whatever. And our new children's minister, Anne, uh, she'll just start talking to me, and she'll encourage me. Um, she has words to speak that encourage me in, in great ways. And and it's, it's because those words aren't just coming from her kind heart, though she has one of the kindest hearts. Those words are coming from the heart of God. Because I can see the light of God shining through her. There's power in those words as she's encouraging me, and she does that amazingly. And and just throughout the office, when when somebody's bummed out, she just encourages them. And we all know that she's speaking words uh, because she's speaking the words that are coming from God's heart. And there's power in those words. And that's the thing. Anne is willing to be outshined by God, by God's power and love, And as she speaks those words, she's mindful about it. And she doesn't just say those things like a robot because she's memorized how to make people feel better. She says these things because she cares and she has the connection to the heart of God. And so, are we willing, as we bless other people, to give God all of the glory and credit? Let me go even further and ask, before we even start to bless people, are we willing to rely on God the whole time to guide the process of blessing other people? Or are we going to try to do it on our own power, kind of mindlessly like a robot? Because if we do it on our own power, with our own power, without God being the center of it, and the motivator, people can really see through that. If we do things on our own power... But all the while say it was God, people can see through that because it's not God doing it through us. It's just us trying to do it on our own power, and they, they don't see any real power. Like I'm not going to throw any names under the bus, but just think about some of the celebrities that produce some of the most raunchy, you know, tantalizingly sinful, horrible content out there. They'll produce these things, and then they'll tweet or use social media, and they'll say, i got to give God all the glory for this one. And you can see through that, right? Like, there's, there's no power in there. Because God wasn't the starting point. He wasn't the center. I mean, I don't want to judge people, but when you see people producing things on their own power, you can see through it. Even if they say it was God, it doesn't have that power. So we have to be willing to be outshined by God as we bless others. He has to be the starting point, the motivation. And we have to be mindful to give him the credit throughout that process. Now, maybe if you, uh, some of you know what you're good at, and you want to jump in with both feet to bless other people, but it doesn't seem like there are opportunities Yes, there are opportunities. You, you have to make them. You have to really keep your eyes and your ears and your heart open because God has opportunities all over the place. We just have to look for them. Let's take a look at a couple of scriptures that Paul wrote. The first one is in Colossians, and it says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. We actually read that scripture a little, um, a little while ago. The next one is very similar. It's in Ephesians. And it says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand think about it, understand what the Lord wants you to do. There's opportunities out there. There's needs out there. There's callings. And we're blessed to be a blessing. So we've got to really dig in and look for those opportunities and make those opportunities. So for example, let's say you're really good at working on cars and you're driving down the road and somebody's broken down. That's a huge opportunity to not only help them with their problem, but to show them God's love. Maybe as you're fixing their car, just kind of mention God. You know, don't try to force it, but if there's an opportunity, take it. There can be, like, eternal significance in that conversation. Maybe you're a great cook, and one of your neighbors or somebody in your neighborhood uh, lost a loved one, unfortunately. Take the opportunity to cook them a meal. Because... You might, you might not think so, but cooking somebody a meal to bring them comfort, especially if they've lost someone, that can really change somebody's life course. There's opportunities like that every day. Here's another cool example. Uh, several years ago, Mark Simonitis, the fine young gentleman who preached our sermon last week, he's one of our elders here. He put together a uh, a show called Bread for Brunswick, and it's an annual concert to benefit the Brunswick Food Pantry. And so he has this band at his company, at his work, that he put together. And he also invited the Polaris Band to play in that concert. And we play every year. We play a bunch of fun songs. Next year it's going to be at the barn uh, at Mapleside. And there's just, like, really cool opportunities to use skills and musical skills to bless people. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, Like every year, the Brunswick Food Pantry gets fully stocked uh, because of that concert. So Mark saw a need, and he took the blessings uh, of his talents and and some of the uh, other people who had the musical talent. He put together that opportunity. He made that opportunity. And now we get to use our gifts of music uh, to bring blessing to the people in need of Brunswick who are hungry. So if you've got that skill in mind, just keep your eyes open and really look for those opportunities and make those opportunities. Now, we might not be able to use our specific gifts every day. Maybe you've got a really specific gift, but there are things that we can and should do every day to be a blessing for people regardless of our gifting. Just everyday things like If if you're out and about and you have the physical ability and and somebody needs to have their leaves raked, maybe just rake their leaves. Um, Maybe there's another thing you could do, like uh, if your friends are just exhausted and they have young children and and you uh, are able to, you could offer to babysit so that they can just have a break. Maybe giving somebody uh, a financial gift who's struggling I know there are several of you who are, who are able to do that, and you do that and that 's a huge blessing to people. It can make a kingdom difference, regardless of your gifting there's opportunities that you can take to bless people. maybe uh somebody's having a really, really bad day or a bad week or a bad life. Just sitting there and talking to people and listening to what they have to say can be a big blessing. And think about this, if, if the thing's just in negative, 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 stop the conversation and say, hey, can we pray about this? Like, like right now, can we pray about it? Not like, oh, I'll, I'll pray for you later on. Like take the opportunity right there and, and, and ask if you can pray for them. Because uh, they might say no and let's, you know, so what? You can still pray for them, they just don't have to know about it. <laughs> or most of the time they'll say Yes. And you can bless them by praying for them. Whoa, I'm really low on time. All right, keep on moving here. Um, So regardless of your gifting, there's these opportunities that we can take to bless people. And God is calling us to do it. So we've got to take those opportunities and make the most of them. Now, some of you uh, might have a big dream, like something that's really big, something that's life-changing that you really want to do it's not like an everyday thing, but it's like a huge thing that you want to see God do through you. But there, you know, it just seems too unrealistic, like it's just a dream. It seems unrealistic, and there's, it's not doable. I would like to encourage you to not only pray about it, but read this uh, next scripture here. Now, the context here is that the uh, Israelites were released from Egypt... And they were instructed to build a tabernacle to house the presence of God. And it's in Exodus, and and this scripture says, Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had not settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So what, what does this mean? It basically means that the Israelites had to trust God, if they were going to follow him, they had to trust his pace and his timing. If they were going to be outshined by God by doing these life-changing huge things, and if you want to be outshined by God by having him guide your entire life and do some big dream-type stuff through you, you've got to wait for his timing. And I'm not talking about the everyday things that we can and should do and these everyday things that we can use our talents to do. To bless people. But like those big dreams, we've got to be willing to wait on God and continue to knock on the door and pray for those opportunities, those big opportunities. So for others of us, it might be intimidating for all of this to to jump in with both feet and to bless people. Maybe you're shy or uh, intimidated in some other way of of just jumping in and creating those opportunities. But uh, as we saw earlier, there's this really cool thing that God likes to do. He likes to take small things and do big things. He takes weak uh, things and uses them in a strong way. We'll take a look at this scripture in 2 Corinthians. It says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul had this weakness. We don't know what it was, but God said to him, my power is made perfect in your weakness. This is Paul, like one of the most famous biblical superheroes in the New Testament. And the fact is, he had to learn how to embrace that weakness. And we have to be willing to embrace our weaknesses if we're going to be outshined by God. Because if we embrace those weaknesses, if if we're intimidated about blessing people by um, creating those opportunities, it might be a little awkward sometimes, but if we embrace our weakness, our shyness or whatever, and we continually rely on God to do the thing through us, that is when he shines the brightest through us. That is when he outshines us. So really, there's a, there's a couple of things here, just to close, and I hope you take away from this, that God wants to shine through you. He wants to outshine you. He wants to bless people through you. We're blessed to be a blessing, and there's opportunities around, and we have to take them. We have to make them. And all the while, we have to give God the credit because that's when there's power in blessing people. And last of all, if we embrace our weakness while we're doing this, that's when God can shine the brightest through us. So let's close with prayer, and then we'll call it a day. God, thank you for calling us, giving us gifts and blessings, and calling us to use those gifts to bless other people, There are people in need around us. Help us to look for those opportunities. Help us, Lord, to be mindful about what we're doing as we're blessing people. Help us to give you the glory and the credit. And I pray that as we go about our lives helping and blessing other people, that those people in turn are drawn closer to you and that they will be blessed to be a blessing. Thank you for speaking to us today. Help us to leave this place with that message in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Go bless somebody.